You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Texans Podcast, your daily Texans talk and news update on Locked On Podcast Network. John Some Sports Guy Hickman here, ready to talk about the Houston Texans and that ass whooping they put on Jacksonville Jaguars over in Wembley. But I can't do the show without my brother in sports. Cody Davis and um, the Houston Texans put on a show in the UK on yesterday. Man, they're actually leading their division thanks to the Pittsburgh Steelers defeating the Indianapolis Colts. I actually had a chance to watch that game, and um, that was a pretty good game. So this is the bye week. Houston Texans number one in the AFC South. Seems like it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely good. And I'm glad you brought that up, the Texans going into their bye week Number one in the AFC South division after knocking off the Jacksonville Jaguars the second time. So they got the sweep on the Jags. You know, they lost to the Colts. I haven't played Tennessee yet. Tennessee will be at the end of the year and around the same back-to-back weeks. Not actually back-to-back, but very close together games. Tennessee is a tough team. They just made a quarterback switch. I think they're going to be much better moving forward with Ryan Tannehill behind center. But let's just say this. Kudos to the Houston Texans. How many guys were out? Gibson was out. Roby was out. Uh, Watt, we know Watt is out. There are some very interesting, the review show for the game on Sundays or Mondays, whenever they play, we come back with a review. And I want to say that the Texans really deserve a pat on the back. Now, I know these are grown men. You get paid to go out there and perform like how you're supposed to perform. But the Texans really put on a performance yesterday. They gave the U.K. fans something to really be excited about. You know, Anthony Wood from the Texans Wire, you know, he's been a part of that overseas, international Texan fan base. I think he was happy with the performance. I think everybody, the fans, people that were in the stadium was happy. I think everybody that reps the red, white, and Texas blue was really happy with the performance they put on yesterday. And not only should you be happy with that performance, when Deshaun Watson was drafted, Dabo Sweeney said, if you pass up on this guy, you, you're passing up on Michael Jordan. And they didn't call the touchdown. Luckily, Deshaun got it on the next play. But he jumped, and he did the jump, man. What, 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 what can he not do? I think he did that on purpose, by the way, because everyone is saying that he is the, the the Michael Jordan of the NFL right now. I really do believe he did that on purpose. But forget the jump man part. To me, what took me out my seat was when it was midway through the third. He was about to get sacked, and they had him. And he just <laughs> threw it behind him to Carlos Hyde, and it was a completion. And they got yards off it. Again, it's the second. Really? <laughs> Let's not to mention the, the Colts. Let's, let's say one thing. The referees have really stunk this year. This is in back-to-back weeks where a play was made by a quarterback and the refs knew, had the sense of urgency, sense of thought to not call Deshaun down. 
unlike they did in the Colts game, but that was a few weeks ago, we're talking about right now, he just gets it done. But I, I don't want to say it's the referee fault because Deshaun Watson is different. He's bringing a different demeanor to this. It's to the point where it's like, is that a touchdown? Is it not? Is that a sack? Is it not? Because he he he's bringing this game to another level, John. I really don't think it's the it's the referees. They just don't know what to do or what to say, so they're just trying to do what's the textbook way. If that makes sense. No, makes sense. And Watson is playing at a different level, so much so that he's now being used as an excuse as to why you can't perform well. They ask. Coach Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars about Watson escaping sacks, and he says, I think the guy we're playing against, the quarterback, rather than looking at what well, we missed something, I look at it as the guy's just unbelievable. The quarterback was just exceptional at being able to avoid it, and this is a team that we call Saxonville. So there's a lot of things that I want to talk about today with the Houston Texans and how they performed. I think Moving forward, especially going into this bye week, the bye week is going to be very important. You get another week, no football. That means guys like Roby can get healthy without having to worry about rushing back. Gibson can come back, get healthy without worrying about rushing back. Tunsil can continue to nurse his injury without having to worry about rushing back. And then the more bodies we get, the more we can continue to dominate, especially looking at what we've been able to do in losses and looking at how great the Texans have been in wins this year. Now sitting at 6-3, and three, number one in the AFC South Division. Their performance Sunday was amazing. But you want to know what can really help with performances? Maybe Deshaun Watson was using it. I don't know. Roman Swipes. Most guys have tried different ways to last long. I know I have. Don't be ashamed about it. But saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head or counting backwards from 10 doesn't always work. Never works for me. The folks at Roman and Men's Health Company are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They are effective, easy to use, and fast-acting, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you discreet. Unmarked packaging in each swipes package is small enough to hide in your wallet whenever you need it. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL for $10 off and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. The performance that Roman wants you to have is the performance that the Houston Texans put out Sunday. So I can't wait to continue to talk about what I was able to see. And I have an interesting topic that I'm going to linger throughout the entire week. I'm going to put it out there today, though. But beware. Just let's have fun today. Celebrate the Houston Texans and that dominating win against Jacksonville. You know, the Houston Texans did something yesterday that they hadn't did in a while, Cody. They had a game with multiple Sacks. Everybody, welcome back in the Locked On Texas Podcast. Of course, on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Sorry, I did not drop that early on in the show. Uh, but just so excited here to talk about the Texans today. Reason why there are guys in every locker room 
across America, from middle school to high school to college to the pros, hell, sometimes even in little league that just does not get the recognition they deserve. And I'm talking about the big guys up front. Let me let me throw something out real quick. Let me tell you why this win was so impressive. Now, when J.J. Watt went down, everybody expected the Houston Texans to make a move, go get some type of edge rusher. They did it. Stayed at home, gave more guys more playing time. And here's why you gotta you gotta give Bill O'Brien some credit. There are some conversations where We got to give Bill O'Brien some credit. There are some conversations that need to be started. Let me me tell you guys something. In the last three games outside of Jacksonville, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Colts, only one sack. Only one registered sack. The Jacksonville Jaguars game, they had three. Texans had three sacks after yesterday's game. And if it wasn't for some of the Minshew magic that he can dial up with his feet, he's very good on his feet as well. They possibly could have had more. He did a great job escaping whenever he had the opportunity to make those plays. But yesterday, whether it was Watkins or Reader or Charles or, you know, uh, Brian Scarlett had a good game and Dylan Cole or uh, Rudy Merciless, the front four, seven, they played damn good yesterday. Not only did they get to the quarterback three times, but coming into this game, the Jacksonville Jaguars, if they were not the hottest team running the ball, they were top two at running the ball. Let me tell you guys something. In the first half alone, Leonard Fournette was held to 26 yards on six rushes in the first half. Half ended the game with only 40 yards on the ground off 11 rushes. They did a great job controlling the line of scrimmage, pushing that Jacksonville Jaguars line back, and just making plays. Just going out there and making plays. Yes, and we could talk about how great the defense did. And honestly, John, they kind of surprised me by how well they played because you talk, you you mentioned it. Look at the guys that the Houston Texans are missing, especially heading into this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, to me. Now, I believe Bill O'Brien was playing defense with his offense, and I only say that due to the fact by the time of possession. They held that ball, especially in the first half. They held the ball for 17, almost 18 minutes in the first half. And you can tell by because the Texans held the ball so long, it forced Jacksonville to 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 not get into the rhythm, especially on, on offense. It forced their offense to stay out of rhythm. There was one point in the game, it was like maybe five minutes left. The Houston Texans had the ball for 17 minutes and 55 seconds. Guess how many times Jacksonville had the ball in that first half prior to, at that point? Six minutes. <laughs> they had the ball for only six minutes, and every time Jacksonville got on the field, it was just a one, two, three, you're out. You have to give credit where credit is due. I know it wasn't the defensive side of the ball, but at the end of the day, Bill O'Brien and that offense knew because of that secondary is weakened, because of that front seven is weakened, they knew they have to have, they knew they have to keep the ball as much as possible so Jacksonville would not get into a rhythm. Not only did they put Jacksonville in a weird spot to not allow them to get into a rhythm, You know, you look at everything that happened in the first half. You know, I believe what Bill O'Brien did was play some mind games. 
I think Bill O'Brien, and I'm glad you brought this point up, his his ability to play deep to play defense by keeping the ball, it just seemed like Doug Marone went out there for the first time in a in a long time with Minshew at quarterback and played a very vanilla style offense. It was very predictable. It wasn't the offense we had seen out of the Jacksonville Jaguars this year held the Jaguars to the lowest points they've scored this year so far at three points. And a new guy, newcomer, second game here, traded him from Oakland. Gary Conley balled out yesterday. Most definitely. Let me tell you guys what Gary Conley did versus the Jags. Of 12 targets, only four completions. Those four completions, 26 yards. That's six and a half yards per completion. That's 2.2 yards per attempt. He also had three pass breakups and only allowed two first downs, both in the first half. When you look at the crunch time, uh, Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have been able to make games out of games late. Like sometimes they go into the fourth quarter and it's like, okay, well, this game should end and the opposing team should be able to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have been able to make things happen in second halves, in fourth quarters. In that fourth quarter, Gary Young Conley, five targets, one reception, nine yards, two PBUs. He's better in a man system. And I cannot, I will not, because Romeo Cornell has gotten a lot of flack from me, from people across the Houston media, and more. But not only did Bill O'Brien play defense by keeping the ball out of Jacksonville's hands, I think that's significant, Cody, because when you keep the ball out of their hands, they get a little bit antsy to get the ball back. And so, especially in that second half, where there was turnover after turnover. In the fourth quarter alone, Minshew had two passes to float right over the receiver's head. Interceptions going the other way. Jaleel Adai got his first interception. Reed got an interception today. They made Minshew antsy. They made the OCs antsy. But Romeo Cornell made sure he dialed up plays. You didn't know what area he was going to come from and attack you with. It was just an all-around Great game. And just like I gave love to the big guys up front on defense, that's not going to change. I can't wait to talk about what I saw from the offense. Jumpman Watson, Jordan, Michael Watson, uh, Deshaun Jordan, however you want to call him, and just some other things that I saw from yesterday that I took out. Uh, First and foremost, I hope Chris Clark never plays for the Houston Texans Again, I need all of the big guys to get healthy on that O-line because Chris Clark, my goodness, it is time for you to not play for the Houston Texans. But don't worry about that. I'm going to highlight the positives of what I saw from the Houston Texans and that offense. Yes, John, that offense was really remarkable, and it it was a big treat that they gave the U.K. fans, the same treat that DoorDash can give you. Treat yourself to a meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with the DoorDash app. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm Cody Davis. Across from me, John, some sports guy, Hickman. DeAndre Hopkins must have really enjoyed his time in London <laughs> these past couple of days. And I only say that because he he believes that there should be an NFL team in London. No. I don't. Uh, you know, it's it's just too much. First of all, your first-round draft pick, they have to go to London, a place they've literally never been before. They have no – they're not accustomed to anything London. Like, when you get drafted in America, you still get it. You're still playing in America. You got to go way overseas. What if you want to start a family? Who wants to start a family with somebody from London? Nobody wants to do that. And keep London where it's at. I, but honestly, I think that the – Games a year over in London, I think that's great business. I think it's a great way to showcase your teams. The league does a great job of showcasing their teams internationally, and then they can go into their bye week. I think it's too many numbers and different aspects of actually bringing a franchise to London that not right now. We don't even know what's a catch. We don't we don't know what's a pass interference or not over here in the States. For the NFL, I don't expect London to get it right, and and, and that that it's hard. I, I can't see no NFL team going to London. I mean, it's not like the NBA where you know you had Canada, because Canada's right right above us. You know, London is way across the well, as they like to say, the pond. That's it. No, I, I can't see. Can you imagine the travel? That means every team will have to take a bye week by the time they play against the what would we call them, the London. I don't know, London Kings? That sound good? The London Kings? The London Royals. The Royals. The Royals. Hey, if if the UK get a football team they call the Royals, we should get some kind of, we should get something from it. We gave them the name. But speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, boy, did the offense put on the show. First of all, shout out to my boy Carlos Hyde, man. (laughs) That was funny. He ran 60 yards, came one yard short, and and, and and fumbled. I know it was I know it was a strip, but that play started a weird, crazy ending to this game. You had the strip, you had the interception, you had the DeAndre Hopkins jump man that should have been a touchdown. And then he hit DeAndre Hopkins for the touchdown to finally close out this game. But Carlos Hyde, you know, other than him fumbling the ball right at the one-yard line, the guy played well. Recorded 160 yards. Um, he, he stepped up in big moments when the team needed him the most. Man, this offense, once again, this offense has so much firepower. And just think, if they had Will Fuller. I feel bad for everybody that had Carlos Hyde starting. Yeah, he gave you 160, but who doesn't want that touchdown to give you the extra six points? But you're right. This offense looked amazing yesterday. And the offense is most dangerous, Cody. When what is going on? The run game is effective. The the Houston Texans rushed for 216 yards, 6.4 yards per carry, one touchdown. That was by Duke Johnson, who completely manhandled truck his guy to get into the end zone. That's what happens when you go across the pond, I guess. 
Also, shout out to Duke Johnson for not being on the Browns right now. That would be uh, pretty frustrating. But when the run game gets going, when you put up 200 yards on the ground and your quarterback is out there making plays the way he makes plays, where do we look and say, okay, who's to really give credit here? And just like I gave the big guys up front the credit on defense for stopping the run, doing a great job, especially Reader in that middle, doing a great job containing the run and also getting to Minshew and getting those sacks, three sacks today after only registering one in the last three games. The offensive line. Howard came back. We saw that the Houston Texans were great at running that football when Howard was in the game. He comes back today, first game back after missing a couple from injury. We go ahead and pop 216 on the ground. Deshaun Watson, out of 28 attempts, 22 completed, uh, 7.2 yards per throw, 201 yards, two interceptions, two touchdowns, QBR of 86, pass rating 120, only one sack. And then everybody just touched the ball. Duke Johnson, five catches for 68 yards. Kenny Steele, four catches for 52. Hopkins, eight catches for 48. Hopkins had another weird lottery, like high-volume reception game. You know how he had, like, what, what game was that when he had a lot of catches but not a lot of yards? Was it Atlanta game? Was it the Chiefs game? It was one of those games where he had a lot of catches and not a lot of yards. Atkins gets in on the, on the fun. Carter gets it on the fun. Fells gets on the fun. He gets a touchdown. But everything was set. The tempo was set at the line of scrimmage. Max Sharpen continues to dominate at their left guard position. He's just really good at it. Fulton and Nick Martin, the guard to guard has looked really good. I did not like the rotating of Rod Johnson and Chris Clark. I, I thought Johnson should have started from the beginning, but that's Bill O'Brien. And now the fun part. This is a question that needs to linger on. We'll talk about it this week. We got, I got a couple questions that I want to talk about with you guys this week. Number one, Russell Wilson just put on a show against the Buccaneers on Sunday. Five touchdowns, almost 400 yards. He has, I believe, 23 touchdowns on the year, one interception. And then Deshaun Watson. I mean, the magician, the magic, the elusiveness, everything he's been able to do with or without. That's the thing about Deshaun Watson. With or without, he makes those plays. Who's the MVP right now? Is it the 72 Seattle Seahawks? And this is a funny question because there's a connection here of one player. <laughs> there's a reason why I brought this up. Like, there's one guy that literally, in the last two months, two to three months, he's had both jerseys on. Is it Russell Wilson or is it Deshaun Watson? Another question I want to bring back later this week. I just want you guys to ponder on it. Who is the GM of the year? I ask that question because we have ridiculed Bill O'Brien a lot, not only on this show, social media, everywhere we can. We, we, we ridicule him. But look at what's happening. You make that trade, 
to move Clowney from Houston to Seattle, right, Cody? You get a third round of back. You get Martin. You get Mingo. Whatever. But you also make the trade for Duke Johnson, who's been big for this offense. You also make the trade for Conley. He has done several things. And in that tonsil trade where you make those trades for those picks, what how Godson has tonsil been. Oh, by the way, Kenny Steels is he's not a scrub. And Steels looks like he's gonna be more reliable moving forward than a Will Fuller. A Kiki QT who in the last two weeks, he's been on a milk carton. I don't know where he is. But these are all a part of the moves that Bill O'Brien made that we ridiculed him for that is actually, hey, help save the season. If we would have just had DeAndre Hopkins with no Kenny Stills and how great he's been, he ran a route so good today, boy. I said, my goodness. He's been there. Tunsil, outside of missing the last couple games, he's been tremendous in keeping our franchise quarterback upright. Where does Bill O'Brien rank right now, GM slash exec of the year? Those are the two questions that I'm posing right now. I want people to really think about it. Because when I look at the MVP race, I look at 1-1-A, Watson, Russell, and then Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson has a, he has a shot to end up in the voting. I don't believe he will win. But I think it comes down to Watson and Russell. And are they not giving us a show right now? <laughs> They're giving us a competition. Yeah, most definitely. They are giving us a, a, a good show. I mean, every single weekend, you, you can bet your money that they're going to do something spectacular that have you saying, man, I've never seen that before. But I have my thoughts on who I believe the MVP should be. I know you have your thoughts, but that's something we're going to get into on tomorrow. Last notes for the offense before we get out of here. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. This debate is so fun because both of those guys are nearly unstoppable outside of the pocket. Watson makes plays outside of the pocket that just makes you scratch your head and laugh at the same time. The way he was playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, making plays outside of the pocket, end of the entire year, that has been one of his strong points. But you know what has really helped his offense out this year? Through nine games, the Houston Texans have really utilized their two tight ends through nine games, 468 yards, eight eight touchdowns, and that's only using two tight ends through the nine games. Last year, through 16 games, 745 yards combined, four touchdowns, and that was from four tight ends together. That was Griffin, Thomas, Atkins. The Houston Texans and the utilization of their tight ends this season, allowing them to make quick plays, the RPO option has been my favorite play this year for the Houston Texans. They have really done small things. Bill O'Brien has done small things to really tweak this offense. Him Him and Kelly, they're making some moves. And we make podcasts for Daily Texans Talk and News Update. That's what we do here. I'm John, some sports guy. I am, uh, I'm sorry, very apologetic if my voice sounds a little, I don't know, whatever. I am battling the cold, you know, the weather change, and dealing with kids every day. That can kill you. Kids' germs may be on, they might, the kids' germs take Roman swipes. 
the performance of their germs just lasts long and long and long. They're like having germ meetups and they're making out like germs are making out in a car in your body. And then they have little germ sex and then they multiply germ babies and you get sicker and then the weather changes. Then you can, you can really die messing with middle school germs. I'm sorry. I just went on a whole rant just now, but more of the story. Stay, stay uh, clean out there. I don't know, man. Just make sure you take medicine. Wow, that went left hella fast. Um, wow, germ sex. Wow, that's all I can say is wow. Um, yeah. Um, if you want to hear about the Texans, Rockers, or anything but germ sex, please follow me on Twitter, Cody Davis, C O T Y D V I S underscore twenty four. I'm John. You you got me speak germ sex, bro. Really? All I'm saying is. You don't want that latex that I think I'm latex. <laughs> That's from germs having sex. You guys probably wouldn't get it. It's a Lil Wayne reference. I'm just some sports guy Hickman. You can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's in at the end. Uh, as always, a pleasure, fun show, quick review show. Talked about some things that I was able to really see from yesterday. You know, week to week, this Houston Texan team can take you on a high. And they can take you on a low. Just enjoy the high for the week, however you want to enjoy it. Roll it, smoke it, doesn't matter. Wear it from the wise. Make sure you wear a jacket this week and fight off those germs because they will get you. And if you have kids, I don't know, man. Just stay away from them. Like feed them with a stick. Feed him with sticks, like stick the food over it. Yeah, he go little kid. I don't know, but until next time, you guys be safe in Houston. Peace. You are locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.